You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nazis. I'll ask a question. What question? Jazz question. Now you get it right. We roll. I know everything there is to know about Miles. Lay it on me. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. I am Ken, and uh, we are recording remotely today. You may notice that there's a little bit of background noise more than usual. That's because we're in the back of a bar recording remotely with Jesse from Geeks Who Drink, and also joining me in the studio is Jeff. Jesse, how are you doing? Doing great tonight. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, and thanks for doing this too. Uh, so we were, we were discussing with you after uh, Trivia Night uh, one day that we wanted to have you on an episode and uh, you had chosen anime as your category of choice. Yeah, yeah we'll see how that goes. All right, yeah. so this will be his late on me uh, category. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Geeks Who Drink and yourself before we get started. Um, well, uh, my name's Jesse. Uh, I'm old. I have curly hair. Uh, I actually have a weird lifelong relationship with quizzes and games. Uh, I was on the CBS game show Child's Play in the early 80s. It's currently viewable on the Buzzer Network on broadcast TV. Uh, if you see a small child named Jesse on that show, that is me. I don't know what happened. I used to be so cute. Uh, later in life, I, uh, I was on Jeopardy in high school and then had a very weird, I guess you could say, punk rock life after that. But um, for a few years back in the early 2000s, I actually ran my own quiz uh, at Rudy's, a bar in New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, we called it Gin Mill Jeopardy. And it was um, actually a sort of a similar format to the format that we use at Geeks Who Drink, where we had eight rounds, and there were handout rounds, and music rounds, and this and that. Um, and coming up with your own questions every week is exhausting. Uh, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah. So um, working for Geeks Who Drink has been great. Uh, I mean, Geeks Who Drink is in approximately, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's approximately one zillion locations in America. A zillion, yeah. One zillion, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, one with a jillion zeros after it. Um, Make sure you check out geekswhodrink.com for all their locations and see if there's one near you. There probably is. There's probably one very near you. Yeah, and it's a really fun game, too. It's, uh, it's uh, like you said, eight rounds, and uh, you know, there's music rounds and sound clip rounds. 
You just write it on the paper, hand it in, fast pace, and a good time. Yeah, we uh, we Geeks Who Drink prides itself on we. It is a fast paced quiz. It's a uh, you know eight categories within two hours. I mean, you're not going to be there all night with a whole song in between questions. It's we try to. We try to keep it going. Yeah, we've so. definitely been there before where it just takes a little too long, but this is not the case for uh, your company, right, thankfully. Right, right. All right, well, we got a lot of anime questions All right, for well, you per uh, your request. Lay it on me. So, uh, one of my favorites there are three episodes of Cowboy Bebop named after Rolling Stone songs. Oh, jeez. I wonder if you can name two of those. Um, the answer is probably not, because the last time I watched Cowboy Bebop was when it was first on Toonami. I uh, was uh, bouncing at a bar, so I saw a lot of the episodes um, with no sound while tipsy and, you know, wasn't really paying attention. Uh, well, I'll, I'll say this. They are very popular Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones. Stone all of them. They're, not, okay. they're not deep cuts, as, right, as we right, would say. Right. Um, and how about you take, uh, take four guesses and try to get two? Okay, let me think. Um, Rolling Stones. I haven't heard of them. Are they an indie band? Let me... Uh, Jeez, uh, is there one called Wild Horses? Wild Horses is one of them, yes. Um, uh, is there one called Satisfaction? Satisfaction is not one of them. Sympathy for the Devil. That is another one of them, okay. yes. And for so my you- final guess, uh, I don't think this is going to be one, but it is one of my more favorite Rolling Stone songs, Miss You. Nope, that's not it. But uh, you did get the two, so okay. we're going to count that as a correct I'll answer. Take that as a victory. It's Sympathy yeah. for the Devil, Honky Talk Women, and Wild Horses. Okay. All right, so that's uh, one down, many to go. I want you to name one crew member of the Straw Hat Pirates from the show One Piece who is not Monkey D. Luffy. Oh, who's not? I'd go with Sanji, the cook. Sanji, yes, that is a correct answer, so that's two for two. Okay, now we're going to move into film a little bit. Again, one of my favorite directors. I'd like you to name in order the last three feature films to be directed by master filmmaker Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, I know The Wind Rises was in there. Uh, someone else directed Arietti, I think. So, got The Wind Rises, and I can't remember, I'm sorry. All right, well, uh, The Wind Rises was his latest film. Okay. He, he recently came back out of retirement for the fourth or fifth time to release uh, some kind of movie about a caterpillar, which is not out yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but The Wind Rises, Ponyo, or Ponyo on the Cliff by the Sea, mm. and Howl's Moving Castle. All right, let's try with a classic one here. The manga and anime Dragon Ball features an anthropomorphic, shape-shifting pig whose name may bring tea to mind. What is that name? That would be Oolong. Oolong the pig, that's right. And that's right. dating to Dragon Ball's origins as a weird take on the Journey to the West classic tale. Yeah, pretty weird take. A very, very weird take. Yeah. A weird take on an already pretty weird property. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> and again, uh, folks, Jeff is here with us. Maybe we could get a little recap from you. Uh, so far, uh, out of four questions, you've gotten three right. So, well done. Full Metal Alchemist contains many state alchemist characters with interesting monikers. Iron Blood Alchemist, Strong Arm Alchemist, and the title Full Metal Alchemist are just a few notable examples of this. What is the title of Roy Mustang? No, um, he had uh, fire power, right? Correct. So, uh, yeah. Was he the Flame Alchemist? The Flame Alchemist, okay, that cool. is correct, yes. All right, here's a little current events for you. July 7th, 2017, saw the release of what new anime-styled series on Netflix based on a Konami property? Oh, the Castlevania. Yeah. Yeah, the Castlevania. I haven't watched it yet. I've heard it's very good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, 
kind of four quick episodes just to establish the characters. It seems like uh, once they come back for the second season, it's really going to kick yeah, off. I've heard it really leaves you wanting more. Yeah, yeah. it, it kind of just sets everything up, and uh, I think the chips are going to fall in the next season, hopefully. Yeah. All right, well, speaking of Castlevania, the uh, program features a character named Alucard. What other anime has a character of the same name who sports a red-brimmed hat, round glasses, and white gloves? Uh, would that be Helsing? Helsing, that's okay. correct, yeah. So you're uh, skating along here, doing pretty good. Yeah. So the video game Final Fantasy VII received a long-awaited sequel with the release of what feature film in 2005? Uh, would that be Final Fantasy The Spirits Within? No, that's no? not the one, Oh, actually. no, yeah, that was older. Um, God, what was it? I know that as soon as you tell me the answer, I'm going to slap my head and yeah, say... Yeah, it's I kind of that, a weird name for this one. So this one was Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. The Spirits Within was not affiliated with a video game right, right, uh, directly. Okay. So that was just kind of a standalone. The Death Note series sees Light Yagami gaining the possession of a powerful notebook dropped into the human world by a Japanese god of death. In the original Japanese, what are these entities known as? The Shinigami. Oh, I thought that one was going to be hard for you, but you skated right along there. Not to be confused with the Shikigami, which you'll see a lot in anime, which are the spirits uh, summoned using paper. Ah, gotcha. All right. Another uh, fond film uh, in my memory. Vampire Hunter D, Bloodlust, which is the sequel, sees the hero, D, face off against a powerful vampire of what name? After he allegedly abducts a young woman named Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte. man. Uh, I haven't That's seen how he that talks. one. He's got a really interesting out. accent. I do Charlotte. not remember at all. All right. Well, that guy's name was Meyer Link. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police like she should have, <laughs> exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. All right, moving on to another uh, great anime film. What 2001 film is loosely based on a 1941 comic by Osamu Tezuka, which in turn is based on a silent German film of the same name? Okay, so we got Tezuka. Um, You said 2001? 2001 was the film. Oh, Metropolis. Metropolis, yeah, Yeah, that's right. And if you couldn't get it from uh, Tezuka, you might have been able to get it from the silent German film. Right. Well, um, another Hayao Miyazaki question. I, I kind of like that guy, if, if you couldn't tell. He's uh, great. He's, yeah, he's one of the greats of cinema. Ken, Ken likes him a little bit, but uh, he is very deeply disappointed by the fact that he's coming out of retirement. Uh, Ken and I both own what is not technically the complete Hayao Miyazaki collection anymore, because now he will have another film. So uh, we both don't know what we're going to do with our uh, quite expensive Blu-ray collections, but uh, 
very much worth owning still. That's how they get you. All right, so uh, the Hayao Miyazaki question. In the film Princess Mononoke, the creatures of the forest make a disastrous attack on Lady Eboshi and her allies. The force is primarily composed of what species of animal, not counting San and her wolves? Um, oh, geez. Uh, was it the boars? The boars, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Kiba, whose name translates to Fang in English, is the primary protagonist of what 2003 anime? Other primary characters have names that translates to Claw, Howling, and Whiskers. Oh, is this um, Ginga Densetsu Weed, the one about the dog? No, that's not the one. Um, we were looking for Wolf's Rain. Oh, no, okay. I haven't that seen was that kind one, of a so sleeper, yeah. man. It's, it's yeah. a good one, though. I uh, watched that one time through. I, I got all the DVDs from the public library, I believe, and just kind of got through some, some great anime. Mm. All right, moving on. And this is kind of related to the last question, uh, somewhat. What prolific composer affiliated with the band Seatbelts has supplied music to anime such as Cowboy Bebop, Wolf's Rain, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, and Kids on the Slope? Oh, geez. This is going to be another one where as soon as I hear the answer, I will slap my forehead, but I, I can't think of who it is. Uh, this is a lady named Yoko Kano. Yeah, Yoko, Yoko Kano is really good. Um, the, the music in Cowboy Bebop, for any of you who... Um, are maybe a little hesitant about getting into anime. Um, I really recommend Cowboy Bebop. It's uh, it's like a modern, space-futuristic jazz western. And the music by Yoko Kano is probably some of the best, um, not just in anime, but in general. She's just a phenomenal composer. Hmm. All right, so here's a little geography question, but not really. Okay. If you were to travel to Fuji-Q Highland Amusement Park in Fuji-Yoshida Yamanashi Prefecture... You can see a full-sized version of the Unit Zero One, a mechanized suit from what anime? Uh, from Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Mm. I did go to Japan, but I wasn't in that area, so I could not see it, unfortunately. Did you see any other giant robot replicas? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did see a few. <laughs> All right, moving on. In what anime can you find the characters Moomen Rider, Genos, and sea King, Deep Sea King? One Punch Man. One Punch Man. I, I enjoyed watching One Punch Man with my wife, who I've uh, sucked into this horrible world of being an anime fan. And she, uh, for Christmas the other year, bought me a plate that's just One Punch Man's face. It's this <laughs> oval plate with just his goofy face going, you know, yeah, making his expression. The, the dead eyes. Yeah. Yeah, so um, to anybody not familiar, this one's on Netflix if you guys want to check it out. Um, so this is this is a kind of a a meta anime it makes fun of other anime but it's also enjoyable in its own right and the idea behind this one is the main character is super overpowered and uh basically defeats all his enemies in one punch and he's bored which is you you think it would get old and and stop being funny but it's funny the the writing and also the production values are amazing yeah right Uh, and it's it's funny too i i I grew up as a huge superhero fan. I pretty much learned how to read on superhero comics. I was buying them up until a few years ago, and I just really burned out. But now, two of my favorite manga are takes on American-style superhero comics with One Punch Man and My Hero Academia, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. So check those out, uh, listeners. All right, moving on. The Animatrix, a companion piece to The Matrix, featured several names in the world of anime as contributors in several short films. 
How many of these segments comprise the Animatrix? Oh, geez. I'm going to say seven. Seven is close, but it's actually nine. Eh, it's not that close, but thank you. <laughs> Made me feel better. All right, we'll just move move right on from, from the shame there. <sighs> All right. In the show Attack on Titan, mm. and I suppose the manga too, the human kingdom is protected by three walls. The outermost wall is Maria, which is followed by Wall Rose. The innermost wall might lean on you a lot, according to the punk band The Bouncing Souls. What is its name? Oh, man. I've got another hint. If, yeah, if okay. I, I'll need another hint because I was trying to remember the walls when he started the question. I'm like, okay, Maria, Rose... Eh, what's what's the other hint? So so I gave you a punk rock hit, hint there. Right, right. So the wall might lean on you a lot, according to the bouncing souls. But according to uh, the Ramones, the wall might be a punk rocker. Wall Sheena? Sheena, yeah, that's oh, okay. right. Lean on Sheena. See, I, I actually, I, uh, being old, I, I, I like the bouncing souls, but I knew like their being first, <laughs> the, like their early stuff. I had the Argyle 7 inch gotcha. and kind of lost track of them after that, so. Great band, nice guys. Oh, yeah, that's good. All right, moving on. Samurai Champloo featured music from several contributing producers and hip-hop artists. One of these producers, whose real name is Jun Seba, was tragically killed in a traffic accident in 2010. What was his stage name? Oh, man. So, uh, Nujibase? Nujibase, that's okay. right, yeah. I actually didn't realize he died, and that sucks. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. All right, 1988's classic Akira takes place in post-destruction version of Tokyo, reborn as Neo-Tokyo. I would like to know what year the action of Akira takes place in. Okay, well, this is where I can't remember if Tokyo was destroyed in 2020 or if the movie takes place in 2020. Um, I know that everybody's freaking out because Tokyo's Olympics are coming up in the real 2020 and that was sort of you know the inciting incident of that in Akira so I'm just going to say 2020 because I can't remember what other, ever other year you know what we're going to give you credit for it it is uh, 2019 okay so the the upcoming Olympics would be the 2020 you know they, they had the stadium in the in the film yeah so so it was an, in anticipation of the 2020 Olympics but the year was technically 2019 okay, okay. so we'll give you credit for it and again uh, as you said that was kind of my fun factoid for this one the 2020 Olympics are in Tokyo. All right, and the final question, and it looks like you're doing pretty good here, so I think you're safe from Tom Cruise's assassination attempt. That's a But uh, we'll, we'll get yeah. this last question in and see how you do. What 1997 psychological anime film features Japanese pop idol Mima Kirigoi, leaving J-pop group Cham to become an actress in a crime drama series called Double Bind? Is that Millennium Actress? It's not Millennium Actress. Uh, I think that might be by the same director, but this one's actually Perfect Blue. Yeah, Yeah. okay. I always get the two confused. Yeah, which uh, I forced my friends to watch Perfect Blue. They were not so happy with me uh, afterwards. (laughs) It's not for everybody, but... uh, Well, you know, I actually, um, I host an anime screening series at Logan Arcade in in Chicago, and Perfect Blue has been the most requested thing. It's, uh, by the way, that's the third Monday every month, Logan Arcade, Chicago, Illinois, anime from 7 until midnight, so... And uh, that wraps up our uh, our questions. Uh, can we get the final score, Jeff? So with a uh, with a final score, we did twenty one on this one. You got fourteen right out of twenty one. So about sixty six percent. That's pretty good. Normally, pass fail is how we score these. So you, uh, I think you passed. Yes. Tom Cruise is going to uh, probably not assassinate you. Although, spoiler for anybody who loves the movie Collateral or hasn't seen it, um, 
despite the fact that he gets the question right, he does get assassinated. But I think we'll go easy on you today. That's some really harsh judging right there. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on this, uh, Jesse. Uh, do you want to tell us about anything else that you might be doing around the city? Sure. Uh, well, um, Geeks Who Drink is having a Nintendo theme quiz coming up on Thursday, August 24th. It's called It's Dangerous to Go Alone, a Nintendo quiz. I'm hosting the Chicago version of it. It's going to be on Thursday, the 24th of August at Home Run Inn on Sheffield. If you're in some other city, you should look at our website, geekswhodrink.com, to find the location if we're going to be doing the Nintendo quiz. Uh, You have to register online in advance for the themed quizzes we do. Um, but that trouble is worth it because you could, if you walk out the winner, you're walking out with a bunch of money in your pocket. So yeah, and that sounds uh, like like a lot of fun too. I also will be dressed as sexy Wario for this. So uh, if that's what it takes to get you to a quiz. All right, and once again, uh, thank you for coming out and joining us for this lay it on me. And thanks for hosting the uh, the trivia that we like to go to here at High Dive. Um, are there any other locations that you host the regular trivia? Uh, I don't host the pub quiz anywhere else regularly, but I do fill in sometimes at other locations in Chicago. So. All right, great. So again, check the website, geekswhodrink.com, and just make sure you can uh, find a bar near you, which I'm sure you guys can. Make sure you come out to these really fun uh, quiz nights. Um, and for Jesse, myself, and Jeff, this was Triviality. Spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and more time actually watching and playing what you want with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts.